1: did you miss canty and carlin
2: things might be getting a little concerning up in buffalo with the health of the quarterback it's canty and carlin on espn radio and on the espn app that's where you can watch us all you got to do is open up the app click watch bang there we are wow just that easy. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Our telephone number, 888-729- 3776-888, say ESPN. That is the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Canty, this just coming from Mort a few minutes ago, okay? Mm. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, being evaluated for an elbow injury to his UCL and related nerves per source. Bill's coach, Sean McDermott, said earlier that the team hopes to have more information on Tuesday. Now we have some sound from Sean McDermott, who is referencing an NFL network report uh, about Allen being limited this week. Let's hear from McDermott.
3: Uh, Yeah, I appreciate Adam. Uh, Yeah, that it's, no, there's, I know that that report's out there. Uh, We're just taking it one day at a time right now. And uh, again, I want to see, how we are tomorrow and, and, and what the doctors report tomorrow and, and the evaluation
2: on that. Okay. So he's undergoing tests as well. When you hear that UCL and related nerves,
1: what do you think? I think about a pitcher in baseball that has to miss, miss a season and a half when they have to have Tommy John Carlin. I That's agree. what I think about. I think Anytime about I hear the thing. term UCL, the last time we heard about a quarterback having a UCL issue was Ben Roethlisberger at the end of it in Pittsburgh. How'd that turn out for the organization? How'd that turn out for the player? Not good. So while it's being framed as one of those things that we need to monitor rather than something that's going to keep him out this coming week, it's still something that's highly concerning for a franchise, for an offense that doesn't have any semblance of a running game and for a team that puts as much pressure on their quarterback as the Bills do. So, yeah, I I mean – Coming into this week, I felt like the Bills were the most vulnerable division leader of any of the teams in the AFC. This only makes it that much worse, Colin, with this news today, because now the Bills are going to have to put more pressure on their running game. And quite frankly, Colin, they don't have one.
2: Yeah. And, and he did not, he was not playing his best yesterday. I think the Jets had something to do with that. They 18... have a really
1: good secondary. Jets have a really good secondary. They
2: do. They do. Really 18 to 34 205. no touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. The first one was very early in that game, and that just looked like it was an awful decision by him, uh, the one that Jordan Whitehead picked off mm-hmm. uh, early in that game. But, look, I mean, I'm not splitting the atom here when I say that there are a whole lot of people who are holding their breath in Buffalo because if Josh Allen
1: can't zip it through the winter winds – They're going to have some big problems with the Bills this year. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. We saw where he injured his elbow. It was the Bryce Huff hit, which was an outstanding play by the edge rusher for the Jets. But Josh Allen came back after that play, and he won 65 yards downfield to Steph Diggs. Now, it just so happened to be broken up by Sauce Gardner. He did a great job of playing through the hands of Steph Diggs to force that incompletion. But it's not as if the arm strength was the issue. But you're just worried when it says the UCL and related nerves, how that's going to affect his accuracy, Carlin. And, and I think that's one of the things that makes Josh Allen special. I mean, he can fit the football through a keyhole. And, and, and so if you don't have that ability to be accurate, it doesn't matter that the Bills have the weapons that they do in the passing game. So, again, when it comes to the quarterback, we know so much of what we expect the Buffalo Bills to be able to accomplish this year is centered around Josh Allen and very few offenses, very few teams are as quarterback-centric as this outfit is. Okay, so that leads to the larger discussion because
2: we were talking about this before the show today, Canty. The idea that the Bills, after yesterday, are they the most vulnerable of any division leader in winning their division because of what everybody else is doing in their division, because of what the Jets are doing and because of what the Dolphins are doing. Personally, I'm not there yet. And I know how well those two teams have played. But I felt like yesterday, aside from this news, I felt like yesterday was just a bad day for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not going to sit here and think that truly the
1: better team won the football game yesterday. I hear where you're coming from, but the Dolphins have already beat the Bills head to head, and they've won three straight. And the Jets have won what five out of their last six, mm-hmm. including a head, including a win against the Bills. And the Bills are o for in their division. The Bills are zero and two in the AFC East. So, I mean, I, I think you have to be concerned about where they stand. And everybody in their division is over five hundred through week nine, Carlin. I mean, for goodness sakes, the Patriots have a winning record. And they've been going through quarterback hell with Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. So, yeah, I think it's time to be concerned. Now, I believe the Bills have the best quarterback in the division when healthy. But this news about Josh Allen opens the door for teams like the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets to not only dream about making the playoffs, but to dream about winning the AFC East. I I think that's a realistic possibility for both of those teams based on some of the things that we've seen. I do. Really? I do.
2: I, I don't I do. see it. I, I mean, I do. if you're gonna, if I, are they the most vulnerable team that leads a division right now? In the AFC, yes, yes. In the AFC, well, in the yes. AFC, yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I would say the Bengals, but the Bengals can't win in their division, so I can't sit there and say they're in great shape right now when they're only a, what a half game behind at the moment of the Ravens, but I.
1: I Bengals, oh, the I, bangles, the I, are more I think than they're 0 and 3 in
2: the division, aren't they?
1: Yeah, the Bengals the are more than a half game behind the Ravens because the Ravens have the head-to-head win and Yeah, they have one less in the in the loss column. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's. The, I feel good about where the Baltimore Ravens are at. And, yeah, the Bengals have lost to the Browns. They've lost to the Steelers, and they've lost to the Ravens. So they're 0 for 3. They ain't got but three more division games left. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, you know, so I, I I hear where you're coming from, Carlin. But, yeah, to me, it's still the Buffalo Bills. I think they're the most vulnerable. And, again, I go back to this. They can't run the ball outside of their quarterback running the ball, and they can't stop the run. If you can't do those two things, how good are you? Yeah. How good are you? Look talent wise and i think
2: experience wise i know that these are concerns for them but they're not big enough yet that i can all of a sudden believe that they're in real trouble of losing that division okay i can't i can't do it yet i know they're 0 two in the division but i i i think if so with two
1: teams a half a game back chris Let me put it another way. (laughs) Let me put it another way. Let me put it another way. There are two teams that are a half a game back behind behind the Bills. But let me put it another
2: way. If you lined up the Bills today against any one of those other three teams, would you pick the Bills in every game?
1: You would. You would. Is the quarterback fully healthy, or is he still dealing with this UCL issue? Because that changes We don't know what that looks like yet, though. But that's my point, though. I, I don't know how healthy Josh Allen is going to be. So if you're asking me, am I taking the Jets over the Bills and Josh Allen isn't healthy, or am I taking the Dolphins over the Bills if Josh Allen isn't healthy? The answer to that question is probably yes.
2: Well, yeah, I think that's fair. But even we don't even know what he looks like right now if he's not fully healthy. Like, if he, is he 75%? What, what exactly is that?
1: If so- he's not 100%, pro- Carlin, they got a problem. That's the point. The, you don't have that kind of margin for error going up against those two teams because both of those two teams beat you when he was healthy.
2: Yeah, I think I, I think you would. I still think that you would admit that the Bills, if he's healthy, are the better team overall. If he's healthy, you would pick the. If Bills he's healthy, in but he's not healthy, game. but Carlin, but Carlin, it's, they're saying now he's not healthy. <laughs> uh, okay, but Chris, I'm, when you're talking about how they already beat them. That wouldn't keep you from picking him if if he was healthy like he was before. That's all I'm saying. And if he's if this is something that he could play through and it's something that is not altering him all that much, then I'm still rolling with them. This would have to be he's not he's not close to the same player because of mm. everything that he can do in terms of running the football too. Like the UTL's not we'll call, gonna affect
1: that. Well listen, I respect this gangster. Now listen, the thirty-six yard touchdown run was incredible. <laughs> and he was killing the Jets with his legs yesterday. The problem that I have though is that they rely on him to be so much of their offense. I mean, when it's a gotta have it situation in short yardage, they're running quarterback design runs. That that's what they're doing. That's what Sean McDermott and, and Ken Dorsey are dialing up. Like, it, it, you know, they've got to rely on him to be a be a guy that can throw for 300 yards a game. I just think they ask so much of Josh Allen. If he's compromised health-wise in any de- to any degree, I-, I feel like there's a lot less margin for error when it comes to your division opponents. And, again, when he was 100% healthy, they played the Jets. They played the Dolphins. The Bills lost. So if he's compromised health-wise down the stretch – why would I not pick those other two AFC East teams and, and to the beat other thing, the Buffalo Bills? Listen, we keep saying they can't stop the run. They are sixth in the league against the run. And I'm that was a lie to you. Did, did, did you see did you see what the Green Bay Packers did to them last week? Yeah. Did you see I, that? I did. I did. Okay. All right. well, did you see what the Jets did to them yesterday? So where do the other numbers come from? I mean, no, I'm do, just I'm, I'm just saying when when you're when you're blowing teams out and all they can do. Is throw the ball to catch up. Guess what those other teams ain't doing? Running not the ball. Running the ball. Yep. That's my point. So I mean, them run them run statistics. They look nice, but they're not real. Well, I mean, they you know, didn't I get blow Matt Milano Baltimore. was out. I get Matt Milano was out yesterday. That matters. But but I'm just saying, the last two weeks, they've given up over 380 yards rushing. That's a problem. Listen, the last two weeks, I can't argue with that, but. I also
2: know that they didn't get blown out by Baltimore, and you know they didn't get blown out when they or they didn't blow out, uh, you know Miami when they lost to Miami. They lost twenty one. They 000. didn't get blown
1: out by Baltimore, Carlin. You're right. And you know what? Baltimore ran it for a buck sixty two.
2: Listen, I, I this is a team that <laughs> I would take a shot at. I, I would not have a problem backing them up. Still winning this division, I really wouldn't. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Should one team consider benching their future Hall of Famer? Wait until you hear what our GM thinks next. That's Canteen Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com.
4: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Robert Half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI. To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
2: He did it poorly yesterday. (laughs) He did it poorly. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That was an atrocious performance yesterday by Aaron Rodgers in Mm. a, a situation going up against the worst defense in the league where he couldn't hit the side of a barn. And it was amazing to me just to see how poor he was. His body language was awful. Not that it's been great all year. But, Canty, this is one where, you know, he's pointed the finger in a lot of directions this year. There's only one direction to point it in from yesterday. And I don't expect that that's going to be happening for Aaron Rodgers anytime soon.
1: Yeah, Carlin, you said he was, wasn't hitting people. He was hitting guys all right. Just so happened to be that some of them were in Honolulu Blue.
2: He hit Kirby Joseph a couple of times.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, your quarterback throws three red zone interceptions and two in the end zone. That ain't a great day at the office. And I guess the word that I would use for Aaron Rodgers right now, his overall demeanor and what we saw from him on the field yesterday, apathetic. That's what it felt like. It felt like a guy that was checked out and didn't necessarily compete with the level of urgency, the level of pride that you would expect a guy that's getting paid $50 million to. And it's a sad state of affairs with the Packers. I get it. It's got to be frustrating to come to work and feel like you don't have the requisite pieces that you need to compete at a championship level because if we're being honest with ourselves, that's what it's about for Aaron Rodgers right now. It's about adding championships to his resume, not just getting to the playoffs, not winning another division title. But, Colin, this team is just so far from that, and I think the biggest reason why they're not living up to the expectations that we had for them is because they lack leadership. And that's on yeah. the quarterback, and that's on the head coach. And yesterday was a prime example of it.
2: Well, it's interesting. We had Mike Tannenbaum on earlier, our ESPN NFL front office insider, and we asked Mike what he would be thinking – if he was the GM and the Packers watching that performance?
0: That um, I should have kept
2: Devontae Adams, and you have an all-time great with a great wide receiver. I never would have let Devontae Adams go, and I'm not second-guessing. That was something I've been first-guessing since February. Um, if you're going to bring Aaron Rodgers back, you might as well bring back his running mates. So um, I think you know, their window is certainly closing you know, in terms of winning with Aaron Rodgers. I think, to me, what's more interesting is what do they have in Jordan Love. And the only way
1: you're going to find that out is playing him at some point.
2: Boy, that would be a tough look if you hand Aaron Rodgers that contract this past offseason, and you're going to go and play Jordan Love because you need to see what you have in him at the end of this year. If it, you know, Even the last few games of the year, even if they're out of it, can't he?
1: Yeah, but is that far-fetched, though? I mean, don't you want to use this season for something? Well, that to me means you're, trading, you're trying to trade him in the offseason. Aaron Rodgers well well well, I mean he's got to be amenable to that Carlin. he could just shut it down if there's no takers on on his services or if you can't get the return that you're looking for so I mean they're they're in a bad spot with Aaron Rodgers contract no doubt and we'll we'll certainly second guess whether or not they should have gave him the contract in the first place and whether or not they should have pivoted off of him this past offseason but Carlin when you look at the schedule the question is, where's the next win coming from? Oh, they God. got the Cowboys rolling into town this week. After that, it's the Tennessee Titans. Then they're on the road against the Eagles and the Bears before their bye. Tell me when the next win is coming. Yeah, listen. I, I I don't know when the next win is coming because that looks like a team that can't get out of its own way. Okay, so you could be three and ten going into your bye. You yep. mean to tell me with the remaining four games, you ain't gonna see what Jordan Love can do? No, I'm saying that's a tough look.
2: Uh, it's a tough look for a team that just handed that money to him. And let's be clear about a couple of things. Number one, all of the interest in Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of years about the retiring and all that crap, that was to get the contract. He, if if somebody's going to pay him $50 million next year, he's not walking away from that no matter where it is. He can complain and, and make it look like he will. He won't. He absolutely won't. That would be So he's just
1: pulling a Brett Favre is absolutely, what he's doing. Absolutely, that's what he's pulling.
2: <laughs> in Christie is he walking away from 50 million dollars somewhere and somebody would trade for him and let's be clear, in order for the Packers to actually be able to trade him, they would have to trade him after June 1st. Mm-hmm. That's when it would actually not destroy them on the salary cap. If they try to trade on him before June 1st, it's 128 million dead cap. If they traded him after June 1st, it's like 27.
1: Yeah, but they would put the trade in place early in the offseason and just designate it. It wouldn't become official until after June 1st. So we'll know relatively early on, before free agency starts, before the draft starts, what Aaron Rodgers' football future is going to be and where he's going to play at in 2023. But, Carlin, it's, it's such a gross miscalculation for them to fall so far short of the expectations that everybody had for them coming into this season. And this was one of those teams that you wanted to give the benefit of the doubt to because Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers over the last three years have won 13 games each of those regular seasons. So to, to look at it now, I, I just don't know how you get to this place, but you can't just explain it with the exit of Devontae Adams. This ain't just the no. Devontae Adams issue. There's no. other things going on. There's friction between the quarterback and the head coach. The defense is grossly underachieving. Like, There's a lot going on. In that building, and I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is the genesis of all the issues, but when you pay a guy fifty million dollars a year, you're hoping that he can be the solution for some of those ails, and that has not been Aaron Rodgers, which is why I think it's fair to put a lot of the blame of what the Packers' season has devolved to at his doorstep. By the way, Romeo
2: Dobbs has a high ankle sprain, so he's likely out four to huh. six
1: weeks. Okay, so, so is is. He's best receiver. Okay, got it. Yeah. Great.
2: Good luck with all that. Yeah. I, something tells me this is not going to be a quiet rest of the year for him either. I'm sure he'll be chirping. I can't wait to the Pat McAfee interview. <laughs> I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, uh, dude, that is that is well, appointment viewing right there that, that's assuming that the colts don't hire pat mcafee to be their defensive
1: coordinator by tomorrow that's a great point that could have special, teams, <laughs> special teams special teams special teams excuse me special you're teams right teams coordinator.
2: special he, teams he, coach he play no defense uh, yeah. canty and carlin on espn radio and on the espn app I, i'm not reading this look at the screen canty i'm not reading this the tease that has been written for me i'm not reading it i can't do it evan wilner wrote a tease I'll read it. You should
1: read it, though. You should read it. Uh, I'll
2: read it to just say it and point out how ridiculous it is, but not for the actual tease.
1: Okay.
2: Here's the tease. His name is Saturday, but now he's got to work and fix what's wrong on Sunday. So take me inside the creative process, Evan. Exactly how did that one Come to you as you were. Well, it was either
5: that or he wasn't the right man for the job.
1: (sighs) Let's go to break. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What is happening right now? I don't understand what's going on on air.
3: Chris Ballard had to have a real frank conversation this morning.
2: (laughs) Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
5: Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
1: Did you miss and Carlin?
2: A strange day to be sure. Day after some games yesterday that weren't the best, but The Indianapolis Colts hire Jeff Saturday to be their interim head coach as they fire Frank Reich. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We right now welcome in, as we do each and every Monday at this time, ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes, who joins us. Mina, it's Chris. And, Chris, so what did you think when you heard that Jeff Saturday was going to be the Colts' new head coach?
3: I mean, I was as shocked as anyone. And so, I mean, I've had a lot of conversations with Jeff about the Colts and some of their mishaps this season. And, you know, obviously he's been a consultant there and he's incredibly insightful, one of the smartest people I've ever worked with. But, uh, you know, the, I, I would be lying if I said hiring didn't come out of left field given the fact that Jeff, you know, hasn't been a coach there at the college level. And, you know, he's being thrust into a very difficult situation, right? I mean, this is a Colts team that – is really not just because of the quarterback issue, which has plagued them ever since Andrew Luck's surprise retirement, but because this roster has a lot of problems. I mentioned this on NFL Live, guys, but you know, three of the top ten highest paid players are offensive linemen, and this has been one of the worst offensive lines in football. Uh, they uh, have issues, I think, uh, across the board. Obviously, a skilled player in the secondary, there's some problems, too. So, I, It's a tough, tough job for Jeff, and you know, I think when you when you think about hires and kind of the function that they serve, it does feel like he's being entrusted, I suppose, not with like a dramatic turnaround or there's a playoff expectations, but really for just managing what is has been and continues to be a difficult season.
1: Mina, in, in looking at this situation, when it comes to the owner, Jim Irsay, how how difficult do you think he will make it? To attract a quality head coaching candidate, when we start to go through the hiring cycle in the National Football League this coming off season,
3: I think what's going to be a bigger problem than you know an owner who you know, a little quirky <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the fact that they don't have a franchise quarterback. And I think uh, what will be interesting is whether they'll be in a position in the draft to get one next year. I, I have to think this fan base is tired of the endless cycling through veteran QBs and trades and free agency and would prefer probably to go the younger route and go, you know, aspire to bring on a Bryce young or CJ Stroud or whatever. But yeah, I think it's also unclear if the team's going to be bad enough to be in position to get one. So I think if I was Mm. a future head coach or someone who, you know, they'd be considering for that job, that would be a big concern that I have as well as, you know, what I said earlier, which is that this is a pretty imperfect roster.
2: Mina Kimes joining us, ESPN NFL analyst with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Mina, Aaron Rodgers yesterday, I mean, it was just absolutely awful. And we see exactly uh, the body language after the, or during the fact as well. Um, what do you make of this entire situation? And is there, and I can't believe I'm asking this question, is there a chance that we, at some point later in the year, see Jordan Love?
3: You know, in a world where, like, the football team was doing exactly what's best for the long-term future. of The team, you probably should see Jordan love, not just because of Rogers play, but because, you know, when it becomes um, increasingly obvious that they're not competing for a playoff spot, the fact that they did draft uh, this player at such a high position, we haven't really gotten to look at him. It would be in the interest of team building for the Packers to actually develop him and see what they have in him. But, Candidly, I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if that happened, um, given how much money that they're paying Rodgers and I think the un- just the low likelihood that they'd be willing to move on in any capacity or, frankly, that they would be able to find a team willing to trade if that was something they would consider, which I don't, I, I'd i be surprised if that happens as well. So it does feel like the Packers are kind of in a no-win situation when it comes to
4: the quarterback position.
1: Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Mina Kimes on Canty and Carlin and Mina. Pretty entertaining ball game in Chicago yesterday, two or three for over 300 yards and three touchdowns, no picks. And yet it didn't feel like he was the best quarterback on the field. What, what what were your takeaways from that game yesterday and what have you seen from Justin Fields the last few weeks?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Dolphins. You know, that offense is a buzzsaw. They've been a buzzsaw. It's so well-schemed and um, I think, you know, it's, it, it's built around Tua's strengths in terms of his accuracy and his eyes. Skill skilled players are just incredible. Now it should be said they went against the Bears defense and traded away uh, two very important players and really seemed unable to get any of a pass rush going. But, um, you know, continue to think that Dolphins' offense looks like a playoff caliber, or pardon me, I would say championship caliber offense. I'll say that. With Chicago, I think, you, you know, it's, the season is not about wins or losses, it's about the continued development of Justin Fields. And I think. Um, we're just seeing just that. Uh, you know, I don't think you want him running quite as much as he has, but it's clearly um, not only kept the chains moving in this offense, but in doing so, given him the confidence to develop as a passer. I mean, he's getting rid of the ball quicker. He's making accurate throws on time. He's trusting his receivers to win. Sometimes the receivers don't win, but he's trusting them to. And, yeah, it, it does feel like a team that has a ton of cap space and graphics next year is going to be in a really good position to build around him.
2: Mina, terrific as usual. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys. Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And, look, it's an unfortunate day for Frank Reich, to be sure. Uh, it's something that we thought was probably coming comes ends up coming a lot sooner rather than later. But who's next? There have been plenty of coaches to be rumored to be on the hot seat Do we see another one coming? There are a couple of names here that maybe you didn't necessarily see. We'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get five dollars off with code Eight Save. That's the number eight S A V E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
1: I like
2: them a lot. I I don't I I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. <sighs>
1: It's a brilliant move by the Colts. I don't understand why you don't see the genius of Jim Irsay. Because brilliant. your point your point in it being brilliant is they're guaranteed to lose a lot of games now. I'm just <laughs> thinking that they're, com- they're committed to a direction that's going to allow them to find a franchise quarterback. You're oh looking at goodness, it with negativity, you- and I'm <laughs> being optimistic. <laughs> There is the levels to this. That, that is some PR spin right there on your part, <laughs> and the hiring of Jeff Saturday as an interim head coach in the PR spin. That's <laughs> not a PR spin, it is. Carlin. Of course, of it course, course is. it is.
2: Of course it is. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't think Jeff Saturday has any illusions of what this is. Well, we now have- I, I'm sure he wants the opportunity to be a head coach at this level. He's coaching at the high school ranks. He hadn't been a coach at the collegiate level, hadn't been a coach in the NFL level. But when the owner of the organization that you're in the ring of honor in comes knocking at your door and saying, hey, would you mind being the head guy for the remaining eight games of the season? Like, sure. Why the hell not? Because I haven't been with the team all year and I have no idea what I'm doing and I've never done this before. Well, Carlin, he was with the team in training camp. He consulted with the team. He's been a consultant for the team the last couple of years. So it's not like he's oblivious to what's been happening with the franchise. No, but you haven't been there on a day-in and
2: day-out basis, and you've never coached on a collegiate or professional level before doing anything.
1: and, but and he I, spent I, a lot of time in an NFL locker room. Yes, he has. Does, yes, uh, he has. So, I can't deny around, that. He's been around a lot of quality coaches. So I, I think he has an idea of what the job entails. Well, that aside, it was kind of – a foregone
2: conclusion unfortunately as the last couple of weeks unfolded that frank reich was not going to be the guy long term in indianapolis and now it now that we know it's going to be jeff saturday at least for the moment it begs the question of who is next on the list of guys that we have talked about who's either not going to make it through the season or who is going to get fired and can'ty there have been a couple of names on here that we would not have said a couple of weeks ago uh leading with josh mcdaniels i don't think that we would have said this a couple of weeks ago but now he is a name that you have to throw in with the nathaniel hacketts and the cliff kingsbury's and the brandon staley's he, you have to throw him in that list
1: oh there's no question about it and you're seeing reports now by Josina anderson and others calling that the organization is giving josh mcdaniels the vaunted vote of confidence And we know exactly what that means. (laughs) I mean, if you listen to what
2: both Derek Carr and Devontae Adams were saying yesterday, I mean, Derek Carr is saying, I have a lot to say, but I'm not going to say it here. Mm. I mean, we should hear some of that sound from Carr because, to me, in him trying to uh, protect the organization to a degree in his post-game comments, he really was saying an awful lot. Listen to Derek Carr yesterday.
0: There's a lot I want to say, you know, um, but if I'm honest, I don't need to say it here, you know, um, you know. And there's things that that will be said. There are things that need to be addressed, and all those things. But I think, for as a whole, the urgency part of it that after 30 minutes of football, we have to learn that the game is not over. You know, I, I feel like I've uh, you know been in this situation a lot where. Um, you know, new, new, new coaches, or this or that, and you have to you have to teach the new guys like this is how we do it, and this is the mentality, and this is, and and that gets uh, tiring, uh, but at the same time, it's my job. Yeah,
2: it's it's his job, but it's somebody else's job too. And Canty, I mean,
1: what did Devontae Adams have on the first drive? Six catches on the first drive. Oh, yeah, they they put Devontae Adams to work yesterday. Yeah. And I'm wondering why they haven't been doing that all season long, but you know what they have been doing all season long, Carlin? Blowing leads? Blowing big (laughs) big leads. Carlin, yesterday represented the third lead of 17 points or more that the Raiders have blown this season. That's tied for the most in NFL history. They ain't played but eight games, Carlin. (laughs) They ain't played but eight games. So there's still more season to go where they can blow (laughs) 17-plus point leads. It is really incredible, the ineptitude of the Las Vegas Raiders. And so when you hear that and you hear what the players are are saying and how they're reacting, the frustration that's bubbling up to the surface, you have to wonder, Carlin, when are they going to make the move to pivot off of Josh McDaniels? When is that going to happen? It feels like we're not far away from that. And the crazy thing, Carlin, I don't think he's going to be alone in that division. I think think you're looking at a division – where you can see three coaches fired by the end of the season. Wow, think three. about that. Hackett's going to be gone.
2: I, I I think there was a reprieve by winning in London last week, but yeah. I absolutely believe that Hackett would have gotten cut loose if they had lost that game to Jacksonville. And That's then you've right. got Brandon Staley, who let's let's call what it is. They they are five and three. They,
1: they, they should not be five and three though. <laughs> they they should are be five and three. Carl, Carl, they should be four and four but you had the de-tackle from the Atlanta Falcons who recovered a fumble and returned it into plus territory, actually fumble the ball back to the Chargers and <laughs> give them an opportunity to kick the game-winning field goal. That was Just am- a little that spoiler amazing. alert that's going to be in my bottom five, by the way. But that actually happened yesterday. The Falcons gave the game literally and figuratively back to Bradley Staley and the Chargers, but that was absolutely a game that the Chargers should have lost. Another game that they probably should have lost, the overtime thriller against the Denver Broncos. But had it not been for Nathaniel Hackett, that would have happened too. So, I mean, this Chargers team, they're 5-3, and three, but that's a Fugazi 5-3, and three, and I don't think that that team is going to be a playoff contender, even though if the postseason started right now, they would be in the tournament. Look, I don't expect Hackett to make it. I don't expect
2: Staley to make it. I don't expect Cliff Kingsbury to make it. I mean, you look at what's going on yesterday on that sideline. Does Kyler Murray look like a guy who's going to lead anybody? Boy,
1: no, no. Yeah. And on top of that, on top of the barking that he's doing at his teammates, he's fumbling the game away too. Yeah, no kidding. Dennis, I mean, Dennis Allen probably got to be concerned about. Lovey Smith wow. got to be concerned about. I'm saying, Carlin, a lot of coaches that could potentially lose their jobs. Carlin weekdays on ESPN radio and on ESPN plus
4: Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology, marketing and creative legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.